Hey guys, Janine here, bringing you week 11, if you can believe it, leader guide on 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. Our icebreaker question is, tell us a story about a recent situation when things didn't turn out the way you expected. Were you disappointed or pleasantly surprised? Or did you have another reaction altogether? So the goal of this question is to set up your discussion on suffering for Christ and have the chance to discuss the nature of suffering for Christ, which can result in a variety of different ways. No matter our initial reaction, the best part is that God is watching and he's wanting to redeem these moments according to his plans and purposes. Let's jump right into question two. How does this passage depict the reality for Christians who suffer for the sake of Jesus? What value does suffering present for us as believers? So the goal of this question is to give your group a chance to process Peter's main point about Christians suffering for Jesus' sake. Your group will discuss both the sacrifices and the rewards for being a follower of Christ as opposed to following anyone or anything else. It'll be important for your group to discern the suffering that Peter describes here. We are not talking about the suffering that we inflict on ourselves because of our sin. The exile suffers because of allegiance to Christ and the sacrifices required to maintain a right relationship with God. This suffering is categorized in verse 6 as a momentary, difficult, and sometimes even necessary type of suffering. It's both a harsh and a beautiful reality because in the midst of these trials, we have hope. The value of this suffering is that God uses these trials to make us more like him. There are a few passages that your group could reference for some additional encouragement about how God uses these kinds of sufferings for his glory. Most of them are from Pastor Nate's message, but there's a couple bonuses in there for you as well. So check out the printed leader guide for those passages. Okay, question three. When one's faith is tested and proven genuine, what are the beautiful things you see as a result? If a believer's faith is untested and disingenuous, what heart issues can change in the midst of a trial? So this question is based on verses 6 and 7, and it'll allow your group to discuss the growth that can happen in a believer's life through trials. So on the one hand, Peter describes a faith that is tested and genuine. The faith has gone through trials, and there's learning that's happened from them. But this faith is not necessarily perfect, yet it is genuine. On the other hand, we can see when faith is the opposite, untested and disingenuous. In this sense, Pastor Nate in his sermon has presented a dichotomy of faith. There are two ways that we can be positioned when trials come in our lives. Ready or not, here they come. If we're ready, we're operating out of a faith that is confident and able to stand firm. However, there may be seasons when one is not ready, when faith has gotten weak or shaky. In either case, the opportunity to grow through a trial is very real. And the beauty of the gospel is that whether our faith has been tested before or not, the reason God allows us to face challenges in our life is for our good. Check out Romans 8:28. In both cases, recognizing the heart's position toward God as we walk through trials can give us an indication of just how much more growing we have to do. Question four, though we don't see Jesus' physical body now like Peter did, what evidence do you see of his love and presence in your life? How can you daily love and trust in Jesus? So this question is based on verses eight and nine of our text, and 
The question is meant to encourage us by discussing the ways that we see God at work in our lives. Your group will also talk about how we respond to his work by giving our love and trust to him. Peter reminds the church in this passage that even though they have not physically seen Christ, they know that he exists and that he's at work in their lives. It is this evidence that moves believers to love God and rejoice in our salvation. This question is meant to be a celebration of the ways in which we see God moving in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit and in our celebration we respond to God's love with our own. Encourage your group to identify the ways that they can show their love to God. Help them share about situations in which they can exercise trust and turn over their cares to him. While some of your group members may have these examples ready to go, uh, it may take some other members time to formulate their answers. If group members cannot come up with current examples, you may consider asking them how they hope to be able to do so in the coming weeks. Question five, what steps are you moved to take today to strengthen your relationship with God so that you may stand firm in your faith when a future trial comes? The goal of this question is to challenge your group to take what they've learned today and use it to prepare for future moments of trial. We all know very well that it is not really a matter of if trials will come, but when they will come. As believers, we are called to be ready to stand firm in the Lord when challenges come our way. So this question gives your group a chance to consider what tools they need to add to their tool belt so that they're more ready than they were yesterday to face the challenges that may come tomorrow. This discussion may lead you to talking about spiritual disciplines, some daily devotion time, prayer, Bible study, scripture memory, those sorts of things. It may also lead you consider, to consider the fruits of the Spirit, like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, etc., that may be absent or weak in someone's life. In any case, this opportunity to reflect on personal spiritual growth can be valuable and life-giving. You may also want to encourage your group members to write down these goals and put them in a place so they'll be seen throughout the week. This could also be a suitable moment for partnering with someone else in the group for prayer and accountability. Question six, what is one thing that you're going to do after studying this passage? Is there a promise to claim, a pattern of thinking to change, or a situation to entrust to God's care? Invite the work of the Holy Spirit into your life this week as you yield to him. So I know we did in question five also talk about steps to take um, that allows you to strengthen your relationship with God and to stand firm in trials. So this is a very similar question, but worded in a different way. And so it's possible that for your group, you may find this question uh, resonates with them a little bit more. Either way, whichever question resonates with your group the most, the idea is that you want to encourage your group to share how they're going to apply the truths from this passage into their life and relationships. So whatever the applications may be, encourage your group toward living out God's word, reminding them that it's the Holy Spirit that empowers and equips us to follow his word. So be prepared even with a couple of points of application that you can share to get things started. Okay. Finally, we're doing a lot of application this week. <laughs> the group application section uh, has been introduced in the recent weeks with this new study. And in light of the challenge that we've received to strengthen ourselves for trials ahead, I'd like to encourage you um, to lead your group in thinking about one way that they can try something new in their daily devotional time with Jesus. Maybe some will think to start a prayer journal 
Others may want to incorporate a brief podcast into their study time. Still others may want to try a more artistic expression of their thoughts to the Lord. Whatever the idea, the hope is that by thinking creatively about how we can approach God this week, we can have a renewed sense of connection and commitment to him so that when trials come, we will be that much more ready for them. So again, this is a group application we'd love for you to consider about how your group collectively can apply this passage as you follow Christ together. So there may be individual applications that your group members come up with and there's also value in identifying the ways that your entire group can make these applications together, facilitating the opportunities for prayer and accountability with one another. This week's training minute is about commitment. Psalm 133.1 says, Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. This is what we hope to see in life groups, the choice to commit, to return to one another weekly with the intention and compassion um, that's honoring to the Lord. So as a leader, as much as you're able, it's important that you model this commitment yourself so that you continue to show up (laughs) and be present and um, contribute to the group in that way. It's also important that we both honor those who regularly attend and pursue those who are absent weekly. Uh, or on a on a given week. For those that are committed, maybe you see an opportunity to encourage them individually, praising them for the commitment they've made to the group and to the Lord in this season. Alternatively, if someone's missing or absent one week, it might be meaningful to follow up with them after the meeting. If there's if someone's missing and no one noticed, um, it can be discouraging for that person. But if we reach out to let those who were absent know that they were missed, it can be an awesome moment to bless them and to connect with those members outside of the meeting. As necessary, it could be helpful to remind members of their commitment to the covenant if you're noticing that commitment is lacking across the board in the group. And I will note that there's productive ways to do this and unproductive ways, so please think carefully and be led by the Spirit as you lead your group in this way. So our prayer for your groups this week is that God would show your group both the value and the blessing of your commitment to one another in life groups. Thanks, everybody, and have a great meeting this week.